What's going on here? Apparently you are at some length. Uh, other things, too. The weather looks like it might be the Dave Garraway show for a while or so. Yeah? You, you Garraway? There's been some talk, yeah. Well, what does the show consist of? Roughly, you mean? Roughly. Well, Dr. Joseph Galicchio, that's the orchestra, not very rough. Vivian Martin, very smooth. Things like that. The Art Van Damme Quintet over there. Do you know about them? Wonderful yeah. people. That sounds like it might be pretty good. You got a guest star? Yeah, yeah. We have a first magnitude, but very small guest star. Is that clear? Not quite. That's good. Oh, Tony Harper is here. Oh. She's a little tiny, real big singer. I know, and uh, do you mind if I stick around through the show? I don't think we can avoid this, can we, old dear? Lie down over there in the corner there with the wrapped up dog house. And you too, Tiger, if you can uh, get as close as you like. Please come very close, in fact. Put up a foot or two, use whatever oxygen's around your house, and see what you feel about a piece that Dr. Joe and the band have whipped up called... Uh... As a matter of fact, I don't think I'd better tell you the title of this. You just enjoy it in the raw, please.
a luminous little thing. It's called, um... The tune isn't the greatest series of musical notes that ever happened, but they do get put together rather nice. And their relationship to the other notes is rather pleasing to the ear. Maybe even part of it exciting. Only seems fair, though, that you give the guy who put those notes in their places credit, not the composer, may he rest quietly, but in this case, the arranger, the man who's almost always never heard about. You see, um, the composition itself is called Fiddle Adelphia, and it, it's got to do with a rather simple tune, not very much like what you heard. Because our boy for arrangements, Hoyt Jones, uh, has done quite a remarkable thing. In fact, uh, just finished it. Is still breathing air in the studio tonight. Hoyt, old thing, uh, how do you feel about Philadelphia now that you've finished uh, doing it up like that? Well... You don't like it? As arrangements go, it's, uh... It's pretty good as arrangements go. We, we get to hear lots of them. Isn't it a pretty hard business making arrangements? What do you think of the tunes when you get them all fresh and pink and new from the publisher? I try not to think of them. We've uh, heard those, too. How do you feel for ideas for variations? Where do you get them? Well, that's pretty hard to say. Just about everything makes some kind of a sound. You can fit in some place or other. How do you mean? Well, like the, say, the Clark Street car. Someday I'm going to use that because of the sound it makes. Yeah. You can use it in arrangement. As, as soon as you hand the guy your 13 cents, he pushes a button and it goes bing, 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 bong. That could be worked in over a sax solo. Thing. Yeah. I can hear it this very minute. Maybe Wayne King and his golden saxophone. Bing, bing, uh, uh, gong, like that. <laughs> Gonna make riders in the sky look like they got down and started to walk. Is that all there is to it, arranging, I mean? Well, that's about all. You you have to add little stuff here and there. And and maybe some in between? Uh, and the thing you just heard, I'd been listening to some box stuff at home. The guy wrote pretty good, you know. I had to write the arrangement, and I'd been listening to box, and what else could I do? Is it simple like that? It, it is, I guess, if you have a head like Hoyt Jones does. If you have the common uh, family economy size head, you're apt to come up with something like the stock arrangement. Here's the way that the thing came in uh, all in its simple pink brisk clothes. This is what the guy wrote first of all. Tomorrow. He, he even had words to it, too. I'll, I met you in the middle of Fiddle Adelphia Diddle, I, I think, of the first line of the lyrics. Or Very charming, really. With, uh, with an average head, it works out all right. But Hoyt Jones does not have a head that thinks like that. Give him the same start, and he finishes up. Thanks for much more brotherly love, as you know about that big, beautiful town. Ah, yes, one sees approaching something that also makes for much more brotherly love, at least. Yes, yes. Vivian Martin, have you heard her do a tune that has the word lover in, like come back? Very simple.
those lonely hours. You have those faded flowers. When your lover has gone, what good is the scheming, all the planning, and the dreaming that comes with each new love affair? Vivian Martin, who gets about as close, I guess, as you can with just plain electrons. Hey, all your life have you heard that crime doesn't pay? I guess most everybody has. After a while, you do begin to believe it's true if you look around enough. The big operators beat the rap for a while, but sooner or later they seem to run into trouble. And you notice it's not always the law that gets them. Gets them what is it the law gets you? You're just desserts, I think. Life sometimes kicks you in the face if you're a criminal. Maybe the big hoods do get a lot of money and fancy cars and pretty girls, but you ever look at one of them and see how happy they are? They keep looking around corners and under the bed at night, which is just as bad as being in prison, I presume. And sometimes it's the people who love them most who get them into trouble, whether or not they're big ones or little small-time operators. I know a guy who was trying to slip a small one over, who did. He was stationed in Germany with the army, and somehow or other he got his hands on a very wonderful, fine, miniature camera. 
Beautiful thing. Worth quite a bit of dough. He wanted to get it home without having to pay duty on it, so he sharped around and figured out a way. And it worked. So he took the camera all apart and sent it home one piece at a time. And you see, there is no duty to be paid on small, unrelated camera parts, so everything went along just dandy. In fact, he wrote his wife and told her to take the parts to a camera expert and have them all put together again. And, and it worked. He sent the whole camera home bit by bit, and he was very happy about the whole thing. You know, in the brain, I'm very smart. His birthday came up a little later, and he got a package from his wife with a little note in it. It said, here it is, dear. I had to pay the man a little extra to get it done in time, but here's your camera all in fine working order. Happy birthday. And now he's bought himself a couple of new screwdrivers, and he's starting the whole process over. Of course, Christmas is coming. That's his wife, Mac Holmes. You know how things are. How are things? Here's the Art Van Dam outfit. All tuned, your carburetors alive. You've got a new coil tonight. Got dual manifolds on his accordion, and just pour a little gas in and just may go off like a rocket. We'll know exactly how it'll sound. No matter how it sounds, it's going to, in our heads, sound like those old wonderful blues that go on. Art Van Damme's bunch. Including, uh, by the way, a real pretty note on the end there by Chuck Calzaretta on the vibes. You ever get confused between the vibes and the xylophone? If you live a musical life, maybe no. The, the xylophone, you know, is a wood block thing, and uh, it sounds sort of like, 
bunch of bones being rattled around. The vibraphone, which is really very different, although it looks a lot, is all metal. And in those funny little tubes they have underneath, there's a motor with a little vein that goes round and round. And it makes a very vibrant, and maybe that's where they get the thing, aliveness to the tone. Did you hear that last arpeggio that Chuck took? If he didn't turn the motor on right at the end, it, the note would be there, but sort of dead like this. But uh, he'll turn the motor on for you, which is why they call it a vibraphone. Here they're live. Sounds like a Bugs Bunny picture a little bit. Just a little bit. Hey, here's another little bit. Our guest tonight, Tony Harper, who was here oh, a while ago. Tony was here about a year ago, I guess, and hasn't grown a millimeter that I can see. Or is that the right thing to say to a young lady of 11.2? You're never sure you know how to handle girls. Anyhow, Tony is here, and she's big and is a star. Of course, she's little, but she's a big star in person. Um, is this going to be as confusing to you as it is to me? You know about Tony Harper and the wonderful thing that she does. Um, is it 12 now, Tony? 11. <clears throat> what will I think of next? Certainly not 12. And yet at the age of 11, Tony, as a matter of fact, she had this a couple of years ago, has more jazz feeling, more feeling of the true kind of American music that so many of us are fascinated by, than people who've been trying real hard to learn it all their 50-year-old lives. Where it comes from or how she got it isn't particularly important. But every time Tony sings the simplest little thing, it just feels so good. A real adult approach and a wonderful little kid. You can hear that on... We picked around with three or four tunes and thought that one that might show it is one that you don't expect to hear it in. Tony Harper's Rockabye Baby. Rockabye Baby On the treetop When the wind blows the crater will rock When the bow breaks The cradle will fall And down will come, baby Cradle and all rock about baby On the treetop When the wind blows the cradle. the cradle will rock when the bow breaks. The cradle will fall and down will come, baby. Blanket, hanky, yelling and bawling while it's falling with its cradle and It's all right to applaud, sir. I want you to know. <laughs> we just don't rent out our applause signs except on Mondays and Tuesdays, and we don't have one around. Anything you want to do is all right. Those are the people who came in for the cool air, which is inside here tonight. You, old tiger, sitting out there with the cool air of your private personality, don't have to worry about applauding. You can... Just take these incredible little facts that our research expert, Dr. Fenimore Fuffner, digs up, of which sensible people would maybe just as be ignorant. Well, Dr. Fenimore Fuffner, who stands beside me in the charming informality of his shirt sleeves, his cutaway coat having been entirely cut away, as you can see, 
is alive with all sorts of news about the music. Isn't that right, Doctor? That's right. <clears throat> Thank you. This music we're about to hear was revived by a good friend of mine whose orchestra is currently booked in the pit of one of our larger small theaters. Oh, really? Joy Boy McCoy leads and directs the pit band at the Bijou Palco Realis Theater. He's probably waving his arms this very minute. Wait a minute. Joy Boy McCoy? Well, his real name is Roy, but they call him Joy Boy for short. And because he's a happy soul. He has a good band, though. Good band. He's billed as Joy Boy McCoy and his makes you want to join the hoi polloi. Music? What, why the... <laughs> well, why the upward inflection? <clears throat> well, the cultural betterment and uplift league makes him add a question mark to the word music in his billing. Oh. They've heard him. Oh. After every known critic judged his music impossible and Joy Boy himself not responsible, he turned to an allied field and achieved his greatest success. Hmm, what was that? Radio commercials. Oh, oh, I think maybe I see. He called himself Joy Boy McCoy and his jingles that annoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard them. He had a radio program, too, for a short while. The Convoy Copper Alloy Company sponsored him for one consecutive broadcast. <laughs> that was probably Joy Boy's most lavish billing. Well, I may regret this, but I'm brave enough to ask you what that billing was. You say he was sponsored by the Convoy Copper Alloy Company? <clears throat> That's right. Well, there's nothing I can do now. Let me let me have it. The announcer opened the program by saying, Stagnate and cloy with Joy Boy McCoy on the program sponsored by Convoy Alloy. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> yeah, he's not there. I can understand. He's, he's what? He's directing the pit band at the... The what theater? The Bijou Palco Realis. It's one of our larger small theaters. Sounds like three of them. What's going on there? What isn't going on there? Vaudeville has taken over completely. Oh, I've heard about the big comeback. Uh, who's all appearing? Every kind of an act you can think of. There's, uh, there's Meadows and Fields. Meadows and Fields? They invent things. Right there on the stage. They come out and sit down and stay there till one of them gets an idea, and then they invent it right then and there. Just night before last, they hadn't been on stage five minutes till one of them invented a sleeveless helmet. That's something I've always wanted to have. Good. Fields one night invented a grass blouse for Hawaiian dancers. And the two of them are credited with the invention of the stationary sightseeing bus for people who hate to travel. Well, they're, they're wonderful. Wonderful. And then there's uh, uh, Atlas McHercules. He rides in on two elephants, which ride out on him. <laughs> Sometimes he cradles an elephant in each arm and dials his girl's telephone number at the same time. The applause is deafening. Yeah. After he carries the elephants away, <clears throat> he comes, excuse me, he comes back for an encore and actually opens the drawers of an old chiffonier. Oh. I think I inhaled a nap or something. Choke <laughs> 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 every week, was it? Terrible, sorry. <laughs> Can happen to anybody, though. Where do you get your naps from? <laughs> and then... <clears throat> I'll be all right in a moment. <laughs> And there's, uh, there's Lundquist and Platt, songs and patterns, juggling, portrait painting while you wait, and babysitting. Mm. They're only fair. You're not supposed to sit on the baby, are you? <laughs> no, not as far as I know. Well, that's what I say. And then there's the Frobley family. You mean there's an act called the Frobley family? What did they do? 
successfully, they just all stand on stage, stock still for two minutes, and let the audience look at them. Some folks in the front row reach out and touch them. Four kids and a dog besides dad and mother. Oh, why are they such an attraction? Without buying a stick of furniture, they found a place to live. Oh, wait, no hurry. <laughs> do Joy Boys boys actually enjoy... Did you write this for me? Do Boy Joy's boys actually enjoy watching all this? Well, they're, they're paid. But the last act, though, is unusual. Which is? Where they put up the runway. Hmm. There's a young lady who calls herself Betty Jean Williams for reasons of glamour. I happen to know her real name is Fifi Latour. <laughs> well, there's nothing new about that kind of act. There is the way Fifi Latour does it. How so? She remains fully clothed throughout the performance in fur coat and Gainesboro hat and undresses the audience. <laughs> about the tune. Though. Oh, yes, I have strayed. Joseph Galicchio and the orchestra now play the current favorite. She was only a furnace maker's daughter, but I loved her great.
oxygen tank is about run down here. Dr. Galicchio having turned in the last valve. Vivian Martin is crooning in your little pink ear. Tony Harper is looking real cute. I guess we better put one foot in front of the other and walk away. This is Dave Garraway. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Thank you.